this is Eileen Graff, and you are listening to TV Confidential. November 5th, 2007, there was a, a strike, a writer's strike, that pretty much halted all television production and all feature film production. What was the issue? The issue was kind of like what we were talking about before. Primarily, it was new media. It was uh, new media, and uh, the key issues included the writer's demand for a larger share of DVD revenues and payment for films and TV shows distributed over the Internet and other forms of media. So, Which you know, is not... Uh, I'd have to look it up, but I believe that was one of the basic issues behind the 1960 Writers Guild strike, which uh, which had to do they, they, they didn't use yes. the term they didn't use the term new media, but it was basically over new forms of airing movies written for the I mean yeah movies, movies written for the film that were being now yeah, theatrical release that were now showing yeah and and uh, pretty much you would think that that would be the template. Uh, there would be some sort of imperpetuity, but it didn't work out that way. And well, because management wants, you know, you you want to make as much, the studios want to make as much money as they can. As they can, yeah. And if they can make it off of pre-existing stuff, even right. better. Uh, but it's yeah. a dance. It's a dance. You know, I had a, a friend of mine who, uh, no longer with us, a writer, who used to talk about the studios in reference to, you know, they're not going to be happy until somebody can drive up, drop their money in a slot, and drive off. And then they'll still complain about how many people it takes to, you know, carry the money to the bank. Sure. And, uh, you know, so that might uh, be an overstretch, but that's that's kind of, you know, from a perspective when you're uh, in negotiation with uh, the AMPTP, which was the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, you know, that's how they were always depicted. Uh, on the picket line, uh, some creative people had their own picket signs uh, using uh, Mr. Burns from uh, from The Simpsons. <laughs> representing the AMPTP. But yeah, that was basically it. And in, in 1960, uh, the writers, anything that was written prior to 1960 was pretty much done. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not negotiating anything right. up you, until that point. So you would future. think that, yeah. So historically, you would say that, you know, every time you have one of these uh, events happen, and, and there was a strike in 1988 as well, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, the people who are currently on the picket line are not going to benefit as well as the people who are up and coming, but they are doing it for the next generation of writers or, you know, when you, when you have a situation like this. But, you know, from the uh, viewership standpoint, TV did halt. <laughs> Uh, no, Hollywood pretty much came to yeah. a standstill. It, it was a ghost town. Yeah, if you were on a studio lot, it was dead. And I don't mean when people say something's dead like it's slow. Right. You know, like if you're if you're at the mall in October, you might say, oh, it's dead here. No, I mean it was dead. And, you, you know, I mean, you could sense it. You could feel it. There was just no activity happening whatsoever. And living in Los Angeles, it was really a hit to our economy because it just wasn't motion pictures and television. It was all the support, mm -hmm. all the caterers, all the technical people. All of a sudden, there was no work. Yeah, you, you, you think of uh, if your business thrives on, if you're a, a business owner and you're uh, on, on the studio traffic. Mm -hmm. If you had the Starbucks franchise uh, in Toluca Lake in between all the studios, nobody's coming in because nobody's going to work. And you, you look at it that way. Uh, one of the things that bug me about this and other times when we have a situation like this is if this was any other industry, there would be national outrage. 
because this is about livelihoods. This is about money. This is about people who work very hard. They're not all millionaires, which is a huge misconception. Everyone right. thinks that everybody in Hollywood's a much, millionaire. Much the same with sports. To exactly. Mm -hmm. And people will try to dismiss it. These are millionaires who are upset that they are not billionaires, which right. is not the case. No. And uh, whether it's actors, whether it's crew, whether it's writers, any anybody there, if this was the auto industry, as we saw, there would be you know national attention and national outrage, and it's like do something about this. No, in many in, in many cases, it goes back to a basic issue of fairness. It comes down to uh, a basic issue of distribution and who who gets a piece of the pie and who deserves a piece of the pie and how much of that. Pie, yeah, should go to as many people as possible. Yeah, and and it's unfortunate, and I I know a lot of the guys that were I I spent a little time on the line as well with them, but they had to take that stand. They yeah. felt that they had to take that stand, and you know, unfortunately, other people that work on the shows suffered from that, and uh, it I didn't think it did have a uh, an impact when the Screen Actors Guild strike or when the Screen Actors Guild contract I should say was going to come up uh, the following June. Because basically the industry was saying, don't strike. Right. And uh, there, there were some uh, repercussions for that. But it is, it's one of these things where it, it does happen uh, every so often that the industry does come to a screeching halt. And, and, it's, and it's unfortunate. Depending on your perspective, it's these people are greedy or the, you know, the companies are greedy. The, you know, the, the people who are on strike are being too greedy or the other side's being too greedy. Yeah, it's, but yeah. that's, you know, yeah, it's, that, that's, an that's an argument or that's a discussion that you can apply to virtually any sort of work stoppage regardless yeah. of what industry. Yeah, and I think it's unfortunate when you got, you're you just going to pick your enemy and say, oh, it's their fault. Right. Uh, so I even have issues, you know, referring to it as the writer's strike. They had to, you know, they took the stand that they needed to take. Yeah. I think one of the surprises of, of this event also was we have more hyphenates now. So you have writer, actor, producers, uh, writer, actor, producers, directors. If you look at a show like The Office. Which I, I can see that being as a strategic because if you're a hyphenate, you may not be able to work as a writer, but you can still function yeah. as a director. Tina Fey still had to show up on the set for 30 Rock yeah. as an actor. And as producer, she had to be there. Yeah. But pretty much you are going to shoot the script as written right now. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Also, storysalon.com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete. Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends. And to find out how the story begins and end, go to fallagainseries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next, next time. time. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have, many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com.
One more item, the holidays are upon us, and there is nothing more joyful and heartwarming than the familiar songs of the Yuletide season, many of which you will hear on A Classic Christmas. A Classic Christmas, a brand new special hosted by Gavin McLeod and Marion Ross that premieres Saturday, November 16th on most PBS stations with replays throughout November and well into December. The latest edition of the popular My Music series, A Classic Christmas, features rare archival footage of top music stars from the 50s through the 1970s, all performing traditional carols such as Silent Night, popular standards such as White Christmas, children's tunes such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, plus the Christmas song, Winter Wonderland, and other romantic selections. Among the great artists you will see in A Classic Christmas are Bing Crosby, Perry Como, Judy Garland, Nat King Cole, The Carpenters, Andy Williams, Rosemary Clooney, Johnny Mathis, Gene Autry, The Drifters, and in an all-new performance, Ronnie Spector. A Classic Christmas, hosted by Gavin McLeod and Marion Ross. A Classic Christmas premieres Saturday, November 16th on most PBS stations. It will also be replayed throughout November and well into December. Check your local PBS listings for time and channel. Attention sports fans. Now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow. If you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free installation as soon as tomorrow. But you gotta call All American Dish right now. 800-296-1251 That's 800-296-1251 Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.